0: So the big question is this, how do entrepreneurial salespeople like us, who have traditionally sold the loan and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answers. All right, everybody, we're here again, Sales Secrets Podcast. Want to finish up my trends? Not finish it up, but definitely go to round three here, starting with number 12, top trends for 2019. Here we go. Um, First thing is this concept of the hybrid sales rep. Now, one of the things is, if you haven't seen our state of sales report, you ought to check that out. It showed that outside sales reps spend almost half of their time. That was about 46%, 45% selling remotely. Now, this trend, this idea is pushing companies to focus more on this idea of a hybrid sales rep and really ditch the name field sales because these reps basically are spending so much time doing inside sales but, you know, it's like this 50-50 game. They're not inside sales. They're not field sales. So there's this concept of hybrid coming on. Now, I think this is a really smart move for a lot of companies as they find the most cost effective way to go to market. So expect to see more companies introducing this hybrid sales rep that basically may be out in the field. Um, maybe does travel sometimes, but again, spends about 50% of their time selling remotely like an inside sales rep. Number 13, companies will look to outsource more sales functions. So this is an interesting one. A lot of companies are debating this and a lot more companies are popping up who offer these types of services. If you haven't heard from them, they're companies who will literally um take your sales development team. They'll take your inside sales team. They take your customer success team or your cross-sell or your upsell team. And they will bring them in-house. And some of them have some fun models where they'll actually they'll kind of get it up and going and get it optimized. And then they will allow you to take those people and bring them back in-house. It can be pretty powerful. Now, certain marketing funk marketing's been doing this. For a long time, they've found outsourced vendors that really have skilled capability um, to, to do what needs to be done in marketing, and they really, again, get that kind of expertise. For some reason, in sales, we've been a little slower to adopt outsourced models. Um, But expect that continue to shift as we go into the next year. You'll see companies recognizing that there are certain aspects that can be done exceptionally well by outsourced vendors. You'll see that start in the transactional world and just dip its toes in relational, but certainly uh, focus more in that bottom uh, rung of sales. Next is you've got Gen Z will pass Millennials as the largest generation and really begin to shake things up. So I think this one's a pretty interesting concept here. In 2019, Gen Z is expected to pass millennials as the largest generation. And boy, will that shake things up especially for sales leaders now gen z you guys if you haven't read a lot about them they're more entrepreneurial than millennials they're more tech savvy one big differentiator for them is they're all about culture and they really want to be a part of it as they are in it this concept of co-creation of culture So, in 2019, expect sales orgs to really start shifting. They got to make room, they got to figure out as these Gen Z start to really enter the sales floor. And again, you'll see them mostly in the lower levels and the inside sales and the sales development, but they've got to enter that. And there will be some changes as you've got a kind of a new generation entering that workforce. Next on the list, number 15, you've got customer success, getting a seat at the table. I think this one's interesting because truthfully, this one has been kind of the red-headed stepchild in a lot of organizations, but in 2019, that's due to change. Um, In most organizations, it doesn't have an official seat, nor Do they have any technology really to support them? But doesn't mean that that can't change. And I see that changing in a very big way. You've got companies that are popping up all over the place who are offering technology to the customer success team. Think marketing stack. That's where technology really started to boom. It's now moved its way into sales, and we're just seeing the proliferation of, I mean, you got a new company every week. Every day in the sales technology landscape, it's still fairly barren in the customer success world. So see that as one of the indicators companies willing to spend on customer success. And when they spend more, I think they're going to expect some, you know, some decent ROI. So as they get ROI, they spend more Then this, puts more people kind of in the the power seat, makes people ready, um, to actually run it, oversee it, etc. And so I think more and more organizations will kind of take that and, and run with the customer success role, really having more power in the organization. So that kind of sums up um, this concept of the evolution of the sales structure. Next, let's jump into the changing sales technology landscape. Now, this one has got to happen i mean there's so much sales technology out there in the market um you know it seems like with us we've got um, a sales engagement and cadence tool been doing this for years but there's a new competitor every day and so whether it's point solutions whether it's needed, i mean again content is it forecasting prospect a lot of different options in that market but We've got to start to see some consolidation there. And so you'll see, again, little point solutions merging with others to see if you can go more platform. as the sales technology landscape. I, just, I don't think of full-bore consolidation, but you'll see some nice movement around that in 2019. Um, the simplification of the sales technology stack. Now, if you look at our data, um, on average, sales reps have about 5.2 tools per person. I don't know. Some people, some people may consider that to be a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not sure if companies are forcing, you know, these technologies on people or not, but, but it's at five, five and a half. That, That is a decent amount. So sales reps, whether you like it or not, they have a hard time <laughs> adopting technology. I know this front. I mean, this is just this is the life that I've lived, and and it's tough. And and sometimes companies they're slow to recognize the ROI on technology, or they don't even think about the ROI. So this problem is already getting worse. We're like, oh, something new. Let's put it in our stack. Um. That's got to change. That has got to change in 2019 as companies start to evaluate their technology stack and start to limit the tools that drive the highest ROI. You know, what tools are nice to have and which tools really do connect with um, more bottom of the uh, of the pipeline numbers. I, I think that'll just be key as you know, organizations want to win or not win. couple more interesting points on this one. I do think you've got a future of technology is moving a little bit away from like a system of engage, like a CRM system and more to a growth system that does include a AI. There's, if you track the uh, history of CRM, you know, it really was About 1980s, um, way before the internet, it was to organize a lot of your sales efforts. It followed a linear construct with opportunities and had this concept of a single-threaded phase-based path toward close. You know, do this, 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 and close. The thing is, times have changed. The sales process isn't really linear, um buyers are pushing individualized and these non-linear paths. So how can a sales rep trained in a singular, you know, very step-by-step linear process possibly know the course of an action that will suit individual prospects the best? Unless you've sold to the person and organization before, you don't know how to get a deal done. So CRM is not it's not really suited to deliver the answer to questions like who should we be thinking about engaging? Or how should I be thinking about engaging them? Now, these are things an experienced rep often already know, especially if they sold to a particular organization in the past. But man, these answers they're just they are definitely not within CRM. So what is the future of CRM? Yes, I do think CRM continues to exist in this in this new age world, but it is going to be relegated um, to probably its most fitting place, which is a mission-critical commodity, a mission-critical commodity, it, as its fundamental architecture um, prohibits it from being the brains behind a successful system for revenue growth. I do think if you want to learn more about that, we've written some interesting stuff. I'll see if I can put that in the show notes, where you can catch it in the actual blog. So that's a little bit on the future of technology moving past CRM. A couple other quick things that I think are interesting on the technology front. One, you're seeing more and more interest in forecasting. I mean, this is again, another CRM miss here. It's just doesn't give you a lot of data. And so companies feel the pain when it comes to forecasting in, in CRM. And I think we've got to get away from this blind forecasting. So um, how do we do that? Well, one of the big things, we, we set up this problem really strongly. We did a research study that found that companies are only 28.1% accurate. That's not great in their forecast. Um, Now, that's 90 days out from close. That's not just when I randomly put it in. It's 90 days out from close. (laughs) Can you believe that? Um, I don't think CRM is going to do this. AI will be able to be there to fill in this gap. That's one of the tools um, in our state of AI study coming out next month. People are just saying forecasting is going to be impacted pretty strongly by AI. So watch out for 2019 being the year of the forecast last on the technology piece i do think we've got to see some life brought back into gamification this is one of those things that was so hot you know just five years ago but due to a lot of the mishaps and the way it was built a lot of these gamification companies turned into internal communications and Mm, not very interesting, I think, for most of us. Another, the funny thing is, I think a lot of them did it wrong. They all thought it was about keeping score and competition, so every tool focused on this and they failed. What companies didn't realize that one, one if not the strongest, of the gamification tools and techniques is this concept of peer-to-peer interaction where feedback was driving was was a really strong driving factor. It's funny, when you look at some of the tools that are adopted really well on the sales team, Slack is probably, (laughs) it might be the best gamification tool out there because it gives reps the ability to banter, just talk back and forth, (laughs) instead of just look at reports on a TV screen that are nothing more than, you know, fancy salesforce report. So somebody is going to crack the code on this. I think 2019 you'll see some indications of companies finally trying to figure this out and moving away from just kind of scoreboards to something that involves certainly a lot more peer-to-peer interaction. So i um, Those are top trends all the way through 21. Hopefully you enjoyed some of those. If not, that's also fine. A lot more to discuss. And remember, success is just one play away. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.